Welcome back to Points and Doinks, Episode 7. I'm your host, Travis. We have Tyler here from Trapdoor to Hell. Cheese here from Curveballs and Chair Shots. How are you guys doing today? I'm back. doing fantastic. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say fantastic. I know this is only a fantasy football podcast, so we're not going to get into some of the other things around the sports world, but you know, I've had better days. I I think we both we all over here agree with that statement for sure. Um, since we want to get into it quick, real um, real fast, right off the jump, let's get some um, week five waiver wire picks. So anybody who needs to jump on this quick before they you know go to Betty Buy, they can get some waiver wires in there. Who do you guys have? Who are you guys looking at have for streaming options this week on the waiver wire? Tyler, since oh. Tyler does have the number one overall pick for the waivers this week, is <laughs> the worst team. In the league. Well, we got to talk all that. You don't have to go that fucking far. Jesus Christ. Um, <clears throat> well, there's not a lot out there this week. It's not like the last couple of weeks where you're looking at, you know, immediate plug and play type guys. But if you are in need at the tight end position, Robert Tanyan, who's only owned in 13% of leagues, just went off on Monday night with the Green Bay Packers uh, for three touchdowns. And I believe like 97 yards. Uh, so, like I said, only owning 13% of leads. Leagues can be good, especially with Devontae Adams being out and still, you know, unsure what's going to happen with him next week. Well, uh, Packers it, are on a bye this on week. On a bye week. That's okay, it. well, I but did not see that. If you have a sturdy tight end, let's say Travis Kelsey, yeah. you know, it's not too too early to look ahead. Travis Kelsey has a bye week, week 10. Dalton Schultz. Great tight end for I had the Cowboys. Well. His is also a t- uh, week 10 buy. So, you know, maybe uh, Robert Tanyan is someone who who maybe has, you know, someone who has Travis Kelsey. Maybe they're looking to pick him up on the waivers this week. I don't know. Yeah. Well, there you go. I wonder who has Travis Kelsey. I don't know. Uh, but, but yeah, Dalton Schultz is another guy who's owned in 46% of leagues. Um, he's looking to be – he's looking to fill the void that Michael Gallup – has left out there. All those targets are not going to Michael Gallup anymore. It looks like it's getting spread out to uh, Dalton Schultz. Yeah. It's unfortunate for people who are really high on Michael Gallup. Very unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. What are you guys, what are you guys looking at? I'm looking at the running backs. The injuries continue to plague the NFL. Austin Eckler. He is down uh, seemingly for, you know, a month at least. Josh, Joshua Kelly is out there. He's not as, available in leagues but the backup to the backup justin jackson he is available in eight percent of leagues on espn so if josh kelly is out there you could scoop him up because he seemingly is gonna be the number one guy right now but i don't think he's the clear-cut number one guy because he was really hot early on in the season but he hasn't been producing too much in the last few weeks like i started him against carolina he didn't get that much work. So, you know, right now, Josh Kelly seems like the clear cut back, but Justin Jackson seemingly could, if he gets a few good touches and Kelly messes up a little bit, he could leapfrog and fill in as a number one guy while Eckler's gone. Very much so. I've had that predicament all year because I dropped, I drafted Justin Jackson late in a lot of years because um, he was projected to be number two. Josh Kelly came out and played really well. But with Austin Eckler out, Justin Jackson is going to be the guy who, like like you said, if if you're if for some reason Josh Kelly's still around, Josh Kelly's the number one guy, you know, if you're going to call one number one. Yeah. But Justin Jackson in a pinch because of all the injuries is um, 
Very good option to go with. We had, you mentioned the injuries. We also have Chubb and Nick Chubb getting. I, if you guys want me, I have the full injury report going into this week. If you want me to run that down. Right make it now. quick. Yeah, make it quick. <clears throat> Austin Eckler out for four to six weeks. Uh, Josh Allen is day to day. OJ Howard, torn Achilles out for the season. Nick Chubb, MCL sprain, six to eight weeks. Kenyon Drake, chest injury, day-to-day. Noah Fant, high ankle sprain, likely out week five. Sam Darnold, AC, AC joint sprain, likely out week five as well. And Julio Jones with his hamstring strain will also likely be out in week five. Thank you. Thank you for having that. <laughs> um, geez, do you have anybody else that you're uh, looking at? Oh, I mean, you did just bring up Nick Chubb. He is down, and so the backup to the backup there would be D. Ernest Johnson. Yes. He is literally available, I think, in every ESPN league. So less than one percent of leagues. Yes. Nobody, so nobody owns him. Out. All right. So for some of my streaming options this week, my waiver wire pickups, you're gonna first want to go with in the wide receiver department. You want to go with Scotty Miller of the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers with. Mike Evans being out early, and then now Chris Godwin's out, uh, not knowing exactly how healthy both those guys are at a single time. He is clear-cut number three, and he slides in number two spot perfectly when those guys are injured, and Tom Brady seems to really like him. Um, they're going out at, with Chicago, and they're and he's only owned in 15% of leagues. <clears throat> um, I like – in a this is more of a matchup. I like Golden Tate going against the Dallas Cowboys this week. Only owned in about 57% of leagues, Golden Tate is. And uh, the Cowboys are the worst team against wide receivers. So, you know, when you're looking for high upside, that's going to be your high upside right there. Um, Eric Ebron, the tight end, now in Pittsburgh. He used to be in Colts, the the Colts last year. But Mm -hmm. he's in Pittsburgh. He's starting to figure it out. Um, he's starting to connect more. I think he had a touchdown last week. He's going into a favorable matchup with Philly, only owned in 33% of leagues. Um, we talked about Justin Jackson. Mm-hmm. I have um, – because we're starting to get into bye weeks here, um, if your second quarterback isn't working out or you need a streaming option for a quarterback, I suggest highly looking at Justin Herbert – who of the you know Los Angeles Chargers? He early I would I liked him and I talked high of him highly of him, but now he's actually starting to prove that he's valuable as a fantasy quarterback, and he's only owned in sixteen percent of leagues. And also people are slipping on uh, Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy Big Dick, and he's probably more of a streaming option for this week alone because he's going in to play Atlanta off of a win. And he's only owned in 13% of leagues. Very nice. Very nice. Like all um, one, one name that I have on my list that I haven't heard you guys bring up is uh, Chase Edmonds. Like I said, Kenyon Drake being day-to-day, not sure what's going to happen there. Uh, Chase Edmonds is only owned in about 33% of ESPN leagues right now. And even, even if Kenyon Drake was not uh, beat up like he is uh, this week, he hasn't been playing very well all season and they're kind of doing the Cleveland method of the one, two punch with those guys. So that could be even a, a stash and see if chase Edmonds takes over the majority of the snap count. 
I had Chase Edmonds as my week two, one of my waiver guys that week. And he, yeah. that next week, you know, and going into going into that week, he played terrible, but he's been on and off and spotty. I think uh, once Arizona figures out exactly what they're doing with him, it'll be better. Yeah. It seems though Kenyon Drake will be fine. I think he only got the wind knocked out of him. So I think he's definitely going to play, but I do agree with you guys that Chase Edmonds is a very valuable backup. Maybe one of the most valuable backups behind uh, Kareem Hunt probably yeah. because he, you know, he, he's getting a lot of work. I mean, so he has a little bit of value there, but I think we saw with David Johnson last year that, you know, you think that it's unpredictable. Got, it's unpredictable over there in Arizona with the running back situation. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if people were just as smart as me, they would have drafted Kareem Hunt higher than they were letting them go. So, I mean, you kind of <laughs> also, I mean, he is playing very good, but you also lucked into a Nick Chubb injury. Oh, oh man, he was put, but he put up the same. He was, amount, he, he was playing numbers. Yeah, he was doing good flex, flex wise, but now, now he's he's getting into a wider or RB one situation where he's going to be the the number one running back back there. Okay, and uh, lastly, for just straight up wa- waiver wire picks here, because uh, I like to give a defense every week to stream that not many people are are looking at. Cardinals defense going to play the Jets. Cardinals only owned in 50% of leagues. So if you're looking to stream a defense this week, Cardinals defense is probably one to look for. Uh, also look out because uh, especially with the COVID situation that, that happened over this weekend, a lot of people were scra- scrambling. Look to see who, like what Pittsburgh Steelers and what Tennessee Titans players ended up getting dropped in your league. Cause they, I mean, Steelers defense is always good. It's, it's probably the best defense in the league right now. So if they're out there, I'd go grab them too. Yeah, they were still still showed very high when I looked at the um, the uh, percent owned for the Steelers. A yeah. lot of people held on to them, so I didn't want to, you know, something over. I just had I happened to luck into it in our league. Uh, a couple headlines from last week, and then we'll you know move on. Don't do it uh, to me. Joe Mixon had a big Fuck! day. <laughs> I fucking not, knew that not only a big day, he had the best day of his career fantasy wise. Yeah, Ty- Tyler is the points and doinks. It's it, it's been a good good run, but I think this is where I have to call it quits. You kept you keep drafting him and you keep putting him on your team every year, and then the one game you don't start him. Yeah, no, it, it, it happens to me every year with one with at least one player. Last year it was Kenny Galladay. Everybody was give uh, I. I name my t- it's it's literally the weirdest thing because I named my team after this player because last year I was the Galladay season or what it's the Galladay season it's and the I, and I benched Kenny Galladay on Thanksgiving because they had a third string quarterback playing the game and he literally went off for like three touchdowns <laughs> and one of yards. <laughs> oh, that was a great Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. So it, it tends to happen for me. Joe Mixon showed up on the injury report on Saturday with a chest injury. And I, I thought, okay, this is where it happens. I'm going to fall. I'm going to, I'm, I could finally get away from Joe Mixon this week and I could be happy about it. And I got away from Joe Mixon this week and look at what happened. Made the wrong decision. The best part is Tyler came over my house to watch football. I was, so I I was able to enjoy the misery with him. Isn't, isn't that the best cheese? (laughs) Fuck you. Especially especially when best. It's it's fantastic, especially when I have a comfortable lead. Yes, my opponent had pretty much all Steelers players, so I was going up against you know the COVID backups. But I will take the win, and I had a hell of a lot of fun 
you know, memeing Tyler oh, over there with Joe man. Mixon. Just so much, so much pain, so much pain. Um, Tyler Lockett had a really bad day. Yeah. I I hope I don't have to tell this to anybody, but don't get rid of Tyler Lockett. It'd be <laughs> the dumbest thing you ever made. Yeah, but, that was just not a good game strip, great game script there in uh, in Seattle. Yeah, he yeah, the game kind of it was a weird game for Seattle. They still performed well, but they just couldn't get the ball to Tyler Lockett. I think they were keen in and double him too much. And then um I've got to talk about my guy. Another touchdown for Brandon Ayuk over in for over in San Francisco. Oh, jumping well, over people. Is, is that the only thing you uh, do you have the stat line on Brandon Ayuk because I don't it's want bad. you to mis- I don't want you to mislead the people out oh, there. Oh, it's bad. One touchdown uh two receptions i think it was like it was like two receptions for nine yards and then that 30 30 yard run for the touchdown which that should have been a which was a rush that should have been a pass because it was a it was just a backwards pass that's why they called it It a rush well the the one thing is it's it's not really brandon Ayuk. it's that brandon Ayuk is supposed to be the best player on the 49ers and i'll just read off george kittle who apparently is not supposed to be as good as brandon Ayuk. he had a monster day he had eight rushing yards so look at hey, that. You can, can even run the ball. hundred. Brandon, I wait, wait, wait. Before you keep going, Brandon Ayuk outrushed George Kittle this week. Duh. Let's, let's no just bucket. no let's shit. Just stop there. George Kittle, hundred eighty-three receiving yards. Yeah. <laughs> that one's a little. That one's a little. You know, a little, a little closer. I think. And a touchdown. I know. I know. This and a touchdown. Line. Fifteen catches. So 15 not out. You know, he's not out catching George Kittle quite yet. Well, they they still don't recognize the talent. I mean, I tried to I called, I tried to call Kyle, but he's not picking up. Well, they they just me. released Muhammad Sanu, so maybe he's going to get some more opportunities now. Yeah, Debo came back and Debo looked good, so I'm a little nervous. I'm a little nervy about that. I would be worried about that take draft. But you know what though? I mean, most people just roasted me in general, so if he just turns out to be like a flex option, just anything I mean, decent. Most most people weren't even drafting him, so I mean, yeah. Then I look like kind of smart. Hey, somebody who didn't who who went undrafted in a lot of leagues that I ended up drafting, Damian Harris of the New England Patriots, rushed for a hundred yards last night in his debut. He got activated off IR on like Friday, on to on three days rest on three days notice, comes in and rushes the ball for a hundred yards. We'll see how much staying power that has. We talked about that offense and how wishy washy they can be. Yeah, especially with Cam. I mean. That's what happens when you have Brian Hoyer and Jared Stidham, Stidham as your two quarterbacks that game. I don't understand because at the beginning of the season, they were talking about Stidham playing as the number one guy until they got Cam Newton. And then when Cam Newton goes out, they start Brian Hoyer. I don't know. It's just veteran presence, me. dude. Veteran presence. It's, it's Brian Hoyer. Exactly. <laughs> Do you guys have any other uh, news stories from last week? Uh, OBJ definitely did not shit the bed this week. Uh, oh he... man, was that a good one? Way to make a two week old joke. Good job. Hey, hey, you're really up on the times, pal. Yes, I am. Yes, I hey, am. That joke uh, was a real stinker. <laughs> fuck you guys. Uh, he ru- he rushed for he had a 50 yard rushing touchdown, and then he had a 39 yard touchdown throw to thrown to him by Juice Garbus Landry. Landry. Yeah, so that I mean, he had a pretty pretty productive game, and and the Browns fucking stomped out the Cowboys. So, I, I mean, that offense looked pretty good. They're playing Dallas. Dallas's yeah. defense is terrible. 
Yeah, but I mean, this is still like the Browns offense hasn't looked very good either other than running the ball. Well, they're starting to figure out they actually uh, rushed for the most yards in a single game with, I believe it was 309 rushing yards or something stupid. Good. Uh, it it was like, it's been like since 1950 something or some old ass, but Boomer knew what (laughs) Boomer knew the game. Of course he did. (laughs) He was like, I was there. So yeah. Cheese, you got any other headlines or anything? I don't know if we're going to get into this later, but your boy, Brian, Bill O'Brien has been fired. Both might as well say it now. And the head coach. So both. how, how much does this affect the Houston offense from the fantasy perspective, even though, he wasn't really an offensive presence in terms of play calling. Well, he thought he was. That was the important part is he thought he was, and he thought he was influencing that offense. He thought that he brought the right offensive in, offensive coordinators in or whatever. I like Romeo Cronell, and I think the I think the Houston Texans offense is going to get more simple but more effective. That's the issue that I've seen in the games played before <clears throat> is that – they try and be too elaborate and they try to and get out of just basic plays and, you know, take this and take that. And they try and go big too much and it always fails to plays break down. I see them getting going back to like a basic, more basic offense. And then those guys really starting to shine a little bit more over there. Yeah. I mean, they had maybe the hardest schedule in the entire NFL the first three weeks. So I think it's kind of hard to really imagine them doing too much those first three weeks, but I think their schedule is going to get significantly better. And I think stick with Deshaun Watson, David Johnson. He's still a question mark. Will Fuller's always hit or miss. So I think, I think Deshaun Watson's only the for sure guy going forward that you can definitely start, but I think still there's a lot of question mark with Texans, with the Texans going forward. Yeah. I think the I think David Johnson is going to be the biggest question mark with, with Bill O'Brien making that trade for Deandre Hopkins was really trying to drive the point home that, that David Johnson needs to work out. And so I can see them kind of getting away from, from running the ball as much with David Johnson and kind of getting into, like Travis said, simpler, simpler pass plays at least. Yeah. They're, they're, but I'm going to tell you right now, uh, you guys would be correct in the, in a league in a normal league that we're usually in, but with literally, I think with five or six main running backs out, David Johnson is in in deeper leagues gonna have to be a starter oh oh absolutely guy every week and i'm just saying more like an expectations like what you expect from him yeah i I, yeah not expecting big numbers out of him i i think he's definitely gonna be in that range of of high floor low ceiling he's gonna live here he's not gonna do anything up there he's gonna not gonna be down there he's gonna be right there pretty much every week i think running back to like rb2 every single yeah, high end, uh, high end flex, low RB two type player. Yeah, for sure. And we got um, an easy game next week with them facing the Jaguars. So hopefully they can get back on track with that. Easy. We seen what the Jags did to the Colts in Week One. So, um, like, hey Tyler, what do we do with divisional games? Throw the fucking record books out the window. Throw the record books out the window. That's right. So that could be easier. That could be really difficult. Who knows? Um. Without further ado, you guys ready to get into uh, week five here? Sounds good. All right. That was beautiful, Tyler. So for for everybody listening out there, this is how we're going to break it down from now on. We're going to go in. 
we're going to go into week five here, break down every single game. Not completely, but Tyler's going to give some talk about some guys maybe he likes, maybe it's one standout, whatever we can fit in, and then Cheese will. And if I have anything different or, you know, I disagree with them, then we'll move on. All right? All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. Got an email from Venmo. Oh, okay. So let's start. Stop paying all these prostitutes. Oh. <laughs> Let's start with the Thursday night football game. We have the uh, Tampa Beer, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Beers. The Tampa Beers. That sounds like a good beer. Somebody should make that beer brand. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Tom Brady facing off against the Nick Foles Bears. What are you guys looking for in this matchup? Ty, you want to start? Oh, okay. I can start it off. Um, yeah. uh, this is going to be kind of a ground and pound type game i could see uh each team with with chicago having david montgomery and i believe tampa bay will have leonard fournette back for this week uh, i can see them trying to just you know dominate dominate time of possession kind of run the clock out scotty miller is probably going to be my breakout guy for this week um but also look for look uh, we talked about it last week Gronk potentially having a uh, breakout time. Uh, he did not look good this past week, but OJ Howard getting injured is going to just lead to more opportunities for Gronk. Jeez, what do you see out of this game? I am continuing on my Gronk hate. I don't think Gronk, Gronk, hatred. Is, Gronk, Gronk ain't going to be doing too much. I think Cameron Brait is out there, and I think he's probably going to be better than Gronk. I think David Montgomery, he, he's one of those guys, I think, similar to David Johnson, that you're probably going to continue starting because of the running back injuries, but he just has not been looking good thus far. We thought with Nick Folds into the fold, I did not mean to do that, but there you go. I like, it. I I like, like that. I like that. Uh, with Nick Folds, you know, being the starter for the Bears, you would think, you know, he he's better offensively. He's going to be able to get better. But last week, he was it wasn't too good. So I think David Montgomery is a guy that maybe had a lot of high expectations, but thus far he hasn't panned out quite well. Um, I, yeah, I kind of agree with you guys. Uh, my real standout for this one is going to be the Bears defense. Everybody out there, if you have the Bears defense, they need to be starting. Don't need to stream for them. They're going to have at least two interceptions on Tom Brady. I'm calling it right now. Uh, Nick Foles also heavy target for uh, heavy, heavily targeting Jimmy Graham as well. So if you, I I wouldn't say he's a for sure start, but if you have, you know, injuries at the tight end position, which we've seen, uh, I know some people out there have T.J. Hawkinson with Detroit being on a bye this week. I mean, I could look to to Jimmy Graham as a streaming option as a tight end this week. All right, moving on, going to Sunday now. Sunday, October 11th. What's October 11th, guys? Uh, week week five of the NFL season. Yep, nothing special that day. No. Uh, the Rams no. are playing. I don't know birthdays, right, Tyler? No. No, I have no clue. The Rams play at Washington against the football team. What do you guys got in this matchup? Take it away, I'm sorry. I was, I was too busy uh, making, you know, yelling at Tyler for knowing people's birthdays. What, what game are we talking about here? This would it's be the, the Rams uh, football team. The Rams versus the football team at at Washington. Uh, well, I think the Ram this the Rams defense is definitely a team that you need to pick up if they're still available. They have a, a pretty good schedule going forward. I really like what they've been doing over there. And then Terry McLaurin, 
he is kind of the, the lone bright spot for the football team. And they, you know, if Dwayne Haskins is not fumbling the ball, every other play he's throwing it to Terry McLaurin. So this is, this is a game where the football team have no startable options. In my opinion, I know scary Terry has looked real good, but I have a, I have a feeling they're going to be uh, shadowing him with Jalen Ramsey Jaylen Ramsey. And I think he's going to get shut down. And other than that, I don't see anybody being really fantasy relevant, but I do see that Rams uh, uh, Daryl Henderson. I could see him having a very big game against this uh, Washington defense. But as a Terry McLaurin owner, he I, I've heard this story before. He They went up against Arizona. He's going to get shut down by Patrick Peterson. He went off. He was going to get shut down by that Baltimore defense last week. He went off. So every time he has these, quote-unquote, tough matchups, that's true. He he keeps producing. So so are we thinking that Terry McLaurin is you're, – you're going on Terry McLaurin is matchup-proof. That he's a, he's I mean, a, I, I'm starting him this week because set him and forget him type because thus, thus far, I mean, in our league, I think he's like top 10, top 11. And so thus far, he's had three supposed to be tough matchups or two supposedly tough matchups, and he's gone off every single time. So I think right now, if you have Terry McLaurin, you're going to start him no matter what, I think. Um, the issue comes from the rest of the guys around the Rams defense and how good they are going to perform this week is going to really indicate if if they're going to be able to lock down Terry McLaurin. They're going to put Jalen Ramsey on him, but if the rest of the defense can't really stop what's what, whatever Washington throws out, they have nothing to work off of. So, I mean, I like, I like to start him. I like to start him, but that depends on your other options that are on your bench as well. If you have a guy going into a, another number one guy going into a way better matchup and you can afford to swap them out, I would say swap him out just just in the just in case he gets shut down. I also got to show love to Antonio Gibson, the running back for the football team. He's definitely made a name for himself. And now, you know, if he can get going, that also can open up for Terry and maybe some of the other. I mean, you're not starting anybody else besides those two guys, I think, on Washington. But we just, also ha- we also have to think about. Sorry, Cheese, I did not mean to cut you off, but, but- you did. Yeah, but I did. I apologize. <laughs> we also have to think about what if the Rams go up big. We've seen them do it against Buffalo. They can go up big and they can start playing prevent, and then Washington gets garbage time, and those two guys are va- very valuable. Yeah, Antonio Gibson has had a touchdown in each of his last three games. Just yes, he has. There. Just throwing that out there. So you Stat know, he's, Tyler. He he's been he's been you know fantasy relevant. For the last and last last week against that you know Ravens defense, which everybody is seeing as a tough matchup, not very much on the ground, but he was he was four four for eighty two in the air over the you know in passing, thirteen for forty six in that in that one touchdown on the ground. And then on the Wait. other side, the Rams Cooper Cup, he's getting a lot more love than Bobby Cheese is right now. What's going on with that? That's it that's that, that's <laughs> that's tough because I was I was under the impression going into the season that Bobby Trees was going to be that that safety blanket for Jared Goff over there. He's the he's the uh, reception or the target monster over there, and I just think Cooper Cup is showing he has more talent, is able to uh, break away from defenders easily. So I think he's just getting more love. 
Bobby Trees is getting kind of shut down. I'm sure that defenses are putting their number one guys on Robert Woods. You could trace that. You could trace that back to last season. They go back and forth because of the coverage that they get from defenses. So yeah. it's not something that usually stays too consistent. But Cooper Cup usually he doesn't drop lower than like a flex option. But right now he's the hot hand. They're gonna ride him until they start putting safety top help over the top on him. Let's move on here. We have the Bills, the four and Bills going in to face the three and COVID Titans. Why don't you start this one off, Ty? Uh, the Buffalo Bills have been so red hot. Everybody on that team has been playing fantastic. Josh Allen is a fantasy MVP right now. Uh, even though he is day-to-day right now with that shoulder injury, I still see him being, you know, uh, that's still your guy to go to if you have him on your team. He's your, he's your starting quarterback. But I do like... Um, Devin Singletary. Uh, I like, I like the fact that he's been getting a lot more work. It started off with, um, I'm blanking on their, their backup running backs name right now, but he was out two weeks ago last week. Wasn't getting as many goal line touches as he usually does. And I think they're starting to realize that Devin Singletary has the talent to be able to handle a large workload. And I think they're going to start giving him the ball a lot more often off often yeah both of these teams last year i think they had you know very scary defenses and you were probably trying to not start your guys against them but i think in this game it could be a sneaky shootout and i think if you have uh pretty much anybody maybe the wide receivers on the titans is someone to maybe stay away from but i think no matter who you have if you're going to start everyone probably in this game if you have them uh, don't disagree with that one let's go on and let's talk about the Philadelphia Eagles going to play at Pittsburgh against the Steelers. Uh, you, I, I kind of talked about it earlier, that Steelers defense is going to shut down Philadelphia. I mean, that Philly has not been able to move the ball very good anyways. Uh, there's a chance Alshon Jeffrey plays this week, but it's not very likely, so they're still sticking with Zach Ertz and – Greg Ward or their their guys over there and that steel curtain of a defense is going to I think shut down Miles Sanders as well so I'm I'm staying away from all things Philly this week uh Big Ben I can see him having a normal get normal Big Ben game and I think you're I think I think you're 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 okay starting your Steelers guys that you have yeah, I agree with you. I think the Eagles, they, they took advantage of a very weak San Francisco 49ers team last week, and so they were able to ball out a little bit, but now they're going up against a well-rested Steelers defense that is one of the best, if not the best, in the league. So stay away from Philly, but if you got Steelers, you know, mat, matchup dependent, they're good to go. Uh, I already mentioned in the waiver wire segment, Eric Ebron. I think he has a great day over there. Um, let's move on here. Next game is Cardinals at Jets in the Meadowlands. Uh, Le'Veon Bell is back. I don't know how much that's going to matter. I'm sure he's going to get a lot of volume just with, the with like I said in the injury report, Sam Darnold likely to be out this week. So I'm, uh, I'm kind of staying away from the wide receivers just because I don't know how – 
well Joe Flacco is going to play in the system. We only seen him for what two, two plays or something like that when when Darnold went down uh, last week. And so I'm uh, I'm a little uneasy. Whereas Arizona, Kyler Murray's for sure for sure a start. DeAndre Hopkins is for sure a start. I'm a little question. I'm a little bit more questioning of Kenyon Drake than I feel that you guys are. So I'm gonna let you guys touch on that subject. I mean, I, I said it, it. It could happen. We saw this last year with David Johnson. We thought he was the clear cut number one, and everything was fine. But then they trade for Kenyon Drake, and now he's the guy. So I think it's something to look out for. So if you need some some help, and you're, I mean, if you're if you're fine at running back and you want to stash Chase Edmonds, I'm perfectly fine with that because I think there is a, a good possibility that whether it be injuries or just coaching decisions, he could be that number one guy. Yeah, um, Jameson Crowder. Of the Jets, I think he has a big day. I mean, Even he's only he's only played two games this whole the season thus far because he's been injured. Both games he showed out. I mean, if Sam Darnold isn't there, that's definitely going to hurt him because it's kind of yeah. like Terry McLaurin over there. He's the only guy really on that team. And if Jamison Crowder is on the field, it seems well, like he's going to. They brought over Brashard Perriman and he just got hurt. So you you are you are very correct in that he is the only guy. And Chris, we've seen Chris Earn did not. But I don't think Joe Flacco. I don't think it hurts not by having Joe Flacco on the field. I think he'll be fine. I I do like the fact that it is Flacco and not some random backup with no experience. You know, Joe Flacco has been in the league for so long, so he. It's not. It's not a a situation where it's okay. We're gonna come in and just hand the ball off constantly because this guy doesn't know how to call the game. I agree. I think Joe Flacco is probably better than a lot of other backups in the league. Joe Flacco might be better than their starting quarterback at this moment. I think Sam Darnold is a, a, a good quarterback and a very bad team. Yeah, he's he's got the unfortunate thing of working under fucking Adam Gase. Adam so Gase. That's fucked. But anyways, next game is a divisional game and one that we're probably going to be watching closely. It's the Oakland Raiders oh, the record versus, books the Chiefs versus the Chiefs in Kansas City. I believe the Las Vegas Raiders are playing. Yeah. The Did week. I do it at a fuck? <laughs> Damn, the Oakland Raiders are playing the Chiefs. They haven't played like a whole ass year, dude. It's wild. Um, Geez, started off. Tyler gets to go second now. <laughs> God damn it. I mean, on the, it's the Chiefs. We, we kind of said it. If you have Chiefs, you're going to start them. Running, uh, the wide receiver position over there with the, the Chiefs is something to maybe, you know, besides Tyreek Hill, you're not going to really look over there. And then I think on the Raiders side, uh, I think Hunter Henro, Hunter Henro, Renfro. Hunter Renfro. 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 Whatever. I got him confused with the other Hunter Renfro. You know? Hunter, Hunter, Hunter Renfro. You got, to, you got him confused with Raiders, dude. Hunter Henry, Hunter Renfro, Hunter yeah. Renfro from the, yeah. from the Rays. It's it's all the same person. But too much. I think he's definitely a guy to look out for. I think he might be a little boom or bust. You know, he, he might be a little touchdown dependent, but if you're a little uh, with Devonta Adams, the Green Bay Packers, and the Lions on a bye, I think he's kind of a guy that you can look at to stream this week. Yeah, especially if if the Raiders are missing Henry Ruggs again and Brian Edwards, a lot of defenses are starting to key in on, on uh, Darren Waller. So Hunter Renfro definitely is a good play. Are you guys, are you guys worried about CEH though? I know Travis, you're, you are a uh, CEH owner. He's only gotten into the end zone once. They haven't really given him goal line touches at all. 
I'm not so, worried. I'm not worried about it for the only fact that they work him into the pass game so often that he makes up all those touchdowns with receptions. Okay. Yeah. Don't start anybody on the Raiders. It, like, we got a question. I forgot to. We got a question earlier from Tyler Kiai. I think I don't think like I said before, I don't think he has a fantasy football team. I think he's just trolling trolling us as Raider fans because the question was, should I should I drop Derek Carr? Bad performance again. No good. Don't get Travis started on Derek Carr. Who who plays uh who starts for uh, an NFL team first this year? Tua or uh Marcus Mariota? Marcus Mariota, is he back? Is he healthy to play? Mariota, Mariota came back last week, or they, they brought him off the injury list last week. But don't – Derek Carr, the greatest Raider of all time. He leads the – he has the most touchdowns most, yep. in Raider history. So show most, some respect, Travis. Most touchdown, most games started at the quarterback position, man. Al Davis wouldn't have put up with this fucking jerk off this long. I'm fucking telling you right now. So, okay, we can hate on Derek Carr, but for a, f- a fantasy aspect – Threw for 311 yards last week with two touchdowns. Garbage threw for, time. Threw for 261 yards and two touchdowns in week three. 284 and three touchdowns in week four. 239 and a touchdown in week one. Or sorry, that the 284 and three touchdowns in week two. Uh, 239 and one touchdown in week one. So he's he's fantasy relevant. But you have better options. That's the mainstays. You have better options than him. You've got... You know, at least you got third. Uh, I would say eighty percent of the league thrown for four touchdowns in a fucking weekend, and you're gonna play Derek Carr, who maybe gets two. All I'm saying, Derek Carr fantasy points in our league. I know we have a very high scoring fantasy league, but what does he compare to everybody else? I mean, let's see. What is he on? You, you can't he's, just look he's, at his. He's QB eleven on QB eleven right now. So that's. More than half of the league. But that, that's that's also, more than half the league. That's also that is, gar- garbage time. And we have a point it's for fantasy, completion. It's fantasy football, Travis. It's fantasy football. Did you hear cheese? Yes, it is a PPR. PPC. PPC, yeah. sorry. Uh, PPR, PPC, pretty much the same fucking thing. No, not, so, not a lot of people don't have leagues like that. Well, Some little fucking dump off garbage passes that he does. Don't count for most people's. Don't don't say. Be, look if you, look at your league and if he and if he's number eleven in your league, go right ahead. If you want to put your faith in Derek Carr, go right ahead. I'm riding Minshew mania. I think Gardner Minshew is a better option, and he's in a lot of garbage time positions as well. I'm putting Justin Herbert in all day over these fuckers. All right. Uh, next well, game. Gardner Minshew is QB nine. Shout out Gardner Minshew. In our league, yes. In our league, yes. Um, I finally picked the right quarterback this week. That a boy. (laughs) Next game is – oh, speaking of Gardner Minshew, next game is Jaguars at Texans. Bill O'Brien-less Texans. What are you guys thinking? Go ahead, Cheese. I mean – from a Texans perspective, I think this is definitely a good get-right game. I know you know throw the books out when it's a divisional yes, matchup, but the Jaguars are still the Jaguars. So that that defense is not very good, so I think the Texans will be able to. It might not be pretty. I think it, this could be an ugly game, but I think the Texans will be able to put up points. And I think, I mean, Wolf. I think the question is Wolf Fuller because I think Wolf Fuller has always been a touchdown or bust guy, and I'm just a little scared to start him 
because he, he's not going to produce that much. I mean, I think he produced last week against the Vikings, but it's the Vikings. So very similar situation here with the Jaguars. Yeah, I'm, I'm also a little worried about Will Fuller. I think like you, uh, uh, like we said earlier, Deshaun Watson is going to be your is, – is one of those guys, and me and Travis talked about it all last year as well. Deshaun Watson is one of those guys where you don't have to worry about the matchup. You don't have to worry about nothing. He, he's going to be in your lineup. He has that, that level of talent to where any given week he's going to put up big numbers. It's just – it's a matter of when, of when not if. Uh, but – I like everybody on the Jacksonville side of the ball. Chris, uh, not Chris Thompson. What's the fucking uh, James Robinson has been running very well. He's been a surprise to a lot of people this year. And I could see him having a very good game and uh, Gardner Minshew and DJ Chark have, you know, they're, they're starting to get back on track. Yeah, DJ Chark, very similar to Jameson Crowder, Terry McLaurin, number being one guy. That, being that guy. Yep. All right, moving on. Bengals at Baltimore against the Ravens. You guys thinking? Tyler, what, what's your thoughts on the Stop Ravens it. backfield? I know you just dropped J.K. Dobbins, so I think I kind of know the answer. But I, oh, you oh, tried okay. to trade him to me, and I, was I did. Like, I, I I don't like that backfield because they're kind of split three different ways. Okay, yeah. well first first of all, let's get this right, Cheese. When I was talking trades with you, you brought up J.K. Dobbins first. Yeah, and then I you smartened brought, up. You brought and it, I smartened up. I ain't no idiot. You did. But yes, that backfield is in it's not in shambles. It looks it's good for football, not good for fantasy football. They're just kind of spreading the ball around. Mark Ingram is getting a lot of the goal line touches. He's score, he's getting most of the touchdowns. Gus Edwards is kind of taking the garbage time touches as well. Um, and then JK Dobbs is just there to I don't know why he's there, honestly. I don't know why they spent draft capital on him. Um, but Lamar Jackson is going to be their best best runner. He's he, he's their best quarterback and running back on that team. Should one start Joe Mixon against this tough Ravens defense? I knew you were going to that's what That's who I thought you were going go. What you thought – that's what I thought you were going to ask to begin with. And I do – like Joe Mixon, <laughs> just because I think that the Bengals and Zach Taylor have finally figured out, hey, this Joe Mixon guy, pretty talented if we get the ball in his hands, and I hope it can translate over into this game as well. I mean, I had the same predicament last year with Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb was kind of having these off games. You look at the Baltimore defense and you think, oh, I don't know if I want to start them. And they go off for big games. Joe Mixon uh, also did it last year against Baltimore Had a very good game against them. So I think, I think they, I think Joe Mixon will have a pretty good day, but if there's any bangle that I think is going to have the best day, it's going to be Tyler Boyd, Tyler Boyd, Joe Burrow is going to be throwing the shit out of the ball against Baltimore. Cause they're going to be down. And, and Tyler Boyd has become his number one target over there. So because Joe Mixon is going to be starting for Tyler, do not start Joe Mixon go. this week, guys. There it is. All right. Oh, Actually, wait a second. I'm not going to start Joe Mixon. Definitely not going to start him. He's going to start I need him screenshots. Too. I need I need to see it locked in before 10 o'clock. Oh, fuck you. I was going to say, gonna, I'll fucking send you a screenshot right now. Yeah. Uh, I am starting him. 0-4 Atlanta Falcons hosting the Carolina the, the, the Carolina Panthers. The, yeah, the Carolina Panthers. 
Cheese. Uh, I mean, those poor, poor, poor Atlanta Falcons. I think, I mean, Matt, Matt Ryan, he, he started off hot, throwing the ball all over the place. He's kind of fallen off a little bit. Julio Jones, once again, is hurt. And then Calvin Ridley, who's been the best wide receiver the entire year, didn't catch a single ball. So I think this Atlanta, you thought, okay, the defense is going to be trash. So it's very similar to the Dallas Cowboys. The offense will have to produce to keep them in games. And now the offense is kind of falling apart at the moment. Uh, people who listen to my week two waiver picks and Russell Gage are very happy people. Yeah, absolutely. With with Julio Jones and his hamstring injury kind of lingering on him. Uh, and we saw what happened uh, not this past week, but the week before with the uh, when Julio Jones was out. It looked like the entire offense kind of slowed, came to a came to a halt. And we saw it again when Julio Jones came out, like I think it was at halftime during during this game. Uh, he or during this past weekend, the offense came to another halt. Calvin Ridley was getting shut down by Green Bay's corner, their number one guy over there. I just it's it's tough because I put a lot of capital in this high powered Atlanta offense. Hayden Hurst is looking all right with these guys uh, not performing. I think he had like four receptions for 40 yards or something like that, or three for 30, something along those lines. And like Travis said, Russell Gage is starting to pan out as well. Todd Gurley was able to get into the end zone twice too. So uh, I think there are still there. There's still fantasy fantasy viable options coming out of that Atlanta team, even though they're going to get their fucking teeth kicked in. Tyler, what happened to DJ Moore last week? Robbie Anderson looking like the guy over there. Uh, I think I think you're absolutely correct. I think Robbie Anderson has come over and taken that number one guy, taken that job from DJ Moore. And it sucks because I was a believer thinking DJ Moore was gonna, you know, have he has the he has the rapport over there in Carolina. He's been there for a few years. I did I use that right, Travis? He used it right. Okay, you shook your head. Yeah, because it's because it's just not correct. (laughs) What do you mean it's not correct? (laughs) Well, because if they had the rapport, he would throw it to him more. But he obviously likes Robbie Anderson. I'm saying he has the he he has the experience in Carolina. Okay, yeah, he has the experience. That's the better way to say that. But it seems like uh, right now, Teddy Bridgewater likes Robbie Anderson, which makes sense. Robbie Anderson, a very talented wide receiver, so. Robbie Anderson, week two waiver wire pickup. I mentioned. I mean, this this list just keeps going on and on. What do you have the percentage he was rostered at that time, Travis? No, at that time he was one of the higher ones. He was at almost seventy. Yeah, exactly. He was at almost. <laughs> okay, okay. He was at almost seventy, but Russell Gage was at nine. I mean, I'll give you, I'll give you Russell Gage. That was uh, you've had quite a few good ones, Travis. Yeah, I, they're they're. But taking credit for Robbie Anderson, like he he was coming right. in. He was coming in this year as a as a high end flex, low wide receiver too. All right, I'll I won't take it. I won't take credit that's, for Robbie Anderson. I'll I'll let that one funny. go because funny, I'll have yeah, one I, later. Uh, 49ers hosting the Dolphins. Yes, they are. Um, I think that I don't know if Raheem Mostert's going to be back yet. I don't know if I see that's the problem with, with the 49ers right now is with them being so banged up, no idea if they're going to be back for this week. 
Yeah, this is my bad. Last week I told everybody to pick up Jeff Wilson on the waiver wire, and he wasn't the number one guy because McKinnon, Jared McKinnon played. So that sucked. I hope nobody listened to me there. Uh, Jarek McKinnon looking to have another good week if if Raheem Mostert is out again. And Tevin Coleman. And is Tevin Coleman back? I don't know when he's supposed to be back. I forgot what you said, how long he was going to be injured for. I can't remember either. I don't know if he's if he's going to be back yet or not. But if if he's back, then I could see Tevin Coleman being the the lead back, and Jarek McKinnon being more of a passing back. Um, wow, Tom, uh, you burped on the podcast. So rude. God, what a piece of shit! Right, only pieces of shit burp on a podcast. Exactly. Um, and then, what, and, geez, it, what do you think of the game? Yeah, I, I mean. From a real football perspective, this game is not going to be fun to watch. But Ryan Fitzpatrick, if you have Aaron Rodgers and looking for a streamer, I think Fitzpatrick is a guy to look out and maybe plug and play for this week. I mean, we saw Carson Wentz. You know, he he, he he's not too good this entire season. He puts up some points against the 49ers. So I think Fitzmagic may, might not be the quarterback for the foreseeable future for the Dolphins. But I think for this week, I think he's, he's a good streamer against the Niners. This is a game that gets him out of there and gets Tua in. Not saying that he's going to come out of come out of this game, but he's going to perform so terribly that they're going to want to go to Tua after this week. I mean, when you come out and just announce randomly on a Monday that he's the starter, it's not a good look because normally yeah, teams aren't yeah. going to do that if yeah, it's a question. It's, it's just kind of showing Ryan Fitzpatrick is definitely on the hot seat right now. I was, I was reading there's a stretch in the schedule where they play – they play the Jets at home, then they have their bye week, then they play the Jets on the road, and then they play the Bengals. And a lot of people were speculating that that is the perfect time for Tua to start getting his reps in. So I don't know if it's going to be this week or – You want me to look it up? I Well, I know. I think it was like week 10 is is that first game against the Jets. Oh, they won't wait, wait that long when Fitzpatrick throws like – fumbles the ball twice and throws one interception this weekend. 49ers defense, if you got them, stream them. It would help if I unmuted my microphone. What, what, what were you saying? The Jets are week 10, then they go on by, and there then they play is. again at the Jets week week uh, 12. Yes. Oh, right on. Okay. So and you then the have... Bengals. And then the Bengals. So very plus. But then the Chiefs matchup. and the New England Patriots. Well, like I said, it'll it'll happen faster when you, when Fitzmagic fumbles the ball twice and throws an interception this weekend against the 49ers. Start their defense, pal, guys. Start their defense. Yeah. Um, Cowboys hosting the Giants. I've already talked about this game, talking about how I like Golden Tate. Dallas Cowboys are the worst against the pass. Straight up and down. Just they let the wide passing to the wide receivers, they just let them fly by. So what do you guys think? Well, I'm gonna pose this question to you to you guys. Does that mean you would be looking to stream Danny Dimes this week? Yeah, depending on um, depending on who your guy is and whatnot. Like Matt Stafford's on a bye, you don't have anybody as your backup. Danny Dimes is out. Well, well like I said, Danny look, Dimes is out there. I already said look for Justin Herbert, look for Teddy Bridgewater. But okay, if not, if not, if those guys are gone, then you can go ahead and start Danny Dimes. I mean, I, I like Gardner Minshew more than Danny Dimes. I think Minshew's oh, a little Min, Minshew's a little more. You know, I know what you're gonna get from uh, from Minshew instead of Danny Dimes. 
But uh, Devontae Freeman, I mean, he came in last week or two weeks ago. You know, he was kind of introduced into the the team, got a little bit of touches. But then this week, he's more of the number one guy. He there's flashes of him. He looked okay. It is the Cowboys defense, so maybe he can pile up some yards there. I don't know if he's uh, an RB2, maybe a flex consideration if you're kind of desperate, but I think he's one of those guys that I'm holding on to him, kind of waiting to see. And yeah. I think he, he earned himself a spot on my bench this week. I was almost going to drop him if it wasn't looking good last week. I was just going to say, I don't know if I'm if I'm rushing to put Devontae Freeman in uh, this week. I would give him another week just to see. If this thing, if what we saw at the end of this past week is really how the Giants are looking at Devontae Freeman, how they're going to use him, then I could see him being fantasy relevant. Uh, Dallas, it's Dak Prescott has been on a fucking tear lately. He's been throwing for over 400 yards in like the past three games or so. So I, I could see, I, I don't know if we're going to get that same 400 yard game just because I don't see them being behind to the giants at all during this game, but Amari Cooper, of course, CD lamb is looking like he's going to, he's that wide receiver too, which Travis did say last week is he's, he's taken over as wide receiver too. Uh, I'm staying away from Michael Gallup. I said it. I said, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. I said that when we were doing our draft pre-rankings, when you said Michael Gallup was higher, I said C.P. Lamb's the number two guy. I don't remember that much. I don't know about all that. Tyler, I'll be with you. I did like Michael Gallup going into the season. Yeah, I like I, Michael Gallup. As and well. I told you guys you were wrong. Hey, I also said the Raiders should have drafted C.D. Lamb because I loved him coming out of college. So I, I love C.D. Lamb. Hey, hey, I was all over that, too. I, was, I agreed I, with you. I think I did. I say CD. I either said, I think I said uh, Jerry Judy actually, but um, yeah. So, and then Dalton Schultz, as I said, is a very uh, also kind of becoming that number three guy over there in Dallas behind Amari Cooper and um, CD Lamb. So, not Michael Gallup. Not Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup is falling down. Michael Gallup actually had less receptions than the guy I said, Cedric Wilson. And Cedric Wilson had two catches. Um, and then Zeke is going to Zeke. Zeke has been a, is a top five running back right now. And I think this is just a very good matchup against the Giants defense, which is trash. And I think a plus game script that's going to end eventually end up uh, happening on Sunday. So uh, moving on, Cleveland Browns hosting the Indianapolis Colts. Both teams are three and one. Ty. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, I don't know what's going on with Indianapolis. They have Jonathan Taylor and they're just, they're underutilizing him. He, the, the first week he looked really good. I think he got like 18, 19 touches was over a hundred yards. And ever since then, he's just been downhill. I mean, he's gotten 10, 10 to 14 touches not very many yards coming out of him, so I'm a little I'm a little scared about starting Jonathan Taylor with that with how that backfield is operating. Uh, Mo Ali Cox is is shown to be a very good target for Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers just loves uh, big tight ends that used to play basketball, which I laughed my ass off before before the game. That was the graphic they shown was comparing Mo Ali Cox, Antonio and, Gates, and Antonio Gates. Um, cheese, how you, how you looking at the Browns this year or this week? I think coming off of that, just, you know, ex offensive explosion 
last week that it's going to be hard to really expect that again. But I think Kareem Hunt definitely full-fledged number one guy stardom. He's going to just go off the next few weeks. I mean, he was going off even was being the backup. But I think Odo Beckham, I think people were kind of flaking on him, kind of like, okay, maybe it's time to, to drop him. But I think he definitely showed that he can still produce if given the opportunity. So I think Odell is startable. And then Jarvis Landry, another kind of questionable guy, maybe flex option, but uh, definitely would start Odo Beckham this week. I don't I uh, see a lot of back and forth and it's going to be a lot of time of possession in this game. So running backs are going to be key. Yeah. I don't think wide receivers are going to get a shit ton of action in this game. Moving on new England and the Broncos in Gillette stadium. Uh, I don't, I, we didn't really talk about it, but Cam Newton, well, we kind of did. Cam Newton didn't play for the Patriots last week because he did, uh, he did test positive for COVID and with they're saying he's asymptomatic now, but they didn't say if he was showing symptoms before. I don't know what I, I, I was listening to um, Stefania Bell talk about it and I was kind of confused as to what the whole situation is, but if he was asymptomatic, he, he needs five days quarantined and two, two consecutive negative tests. So there is a chance he could play this week if that is the case, if he was asymptomatic the entire time. Um, but if he showed symptoms, then he's not going to play this week, and it could be another um, heavy running game for the New England Patriots. Uh, I believe you're either asymptomatic or you're not. I, you those, can't, so you can't that, be symptomatic and then become asymptomatic. That's where I was confused because Stefania Bell was talking about how he – they were talking about he showed signs, but now he's asymptomatic, and I was just very lost. Well, she may be just saying in future reference for other players too. Maybe if they show symptoms, that they have to automatically be two weeks. Um, she, do you like know more about it. this? Uh, I mean, not really. Maybe it's more. I don't want to get like a whole COVID situation, but maybe it was more like you know he had a fever, maybe a little bit of a cough, but then you know not like the severe ones, like can't smell or taste anything and things like that. So yeah, it seems as though Cam could possibly play this week. I think we're going to know maybe by Thursday or Friday if he's going to be available. But I mean, overall, James White is back. He is getting a lot of the touches. The running back situation over there is a little little shaky, but I think if Cam Newton's playing, I think you're going to want to look at uh, uh, I almost said like Julio Jones. Julian Edelman. I think Julian Edelman's a guy to definitely start. And Jerry Judy, we just talked about him. Uh, big game last week. It was against the Jets. So don't expect the same from the Patriots, but I think Jerry Judy is definitely uh, showing he's got talent. This entire rookie class was hyped up, and they're definitely all of them for the most part are, have been living up to the hype. And especially got, with with uh, the tight end supposed to be out as well. Go ahead, Trav. Patriots got the 2019 Defensive Player of the Year over there. Probably going to be on Jerry Judy if I were to guess. I mean, I, I'm not going to compare him to the Seattle Seahawks and Russell Wilson, but I mean, Stefan Gilmore did get torched when he got, you know, a couple weeks ago. Oh, come on. <laughs> I mean, come, come on. on. Jeff Driscoll is just like Russell Wilson. <laughs> is, so it is, is it going to be Jeff Driscoll? When does Drew Locke come back? That's. It's going to be, it's still not going to be. Um... Fuck yeah, it. obviously it's not going to be Russell Wilson, but no. Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles. 
No, it's not going to be Blake Bortles. These guys are fucking stupid. I'm glad I'm. I'm glad the Raiders are in a division with the Denver Broncos. It's good yeah. to have a team, one team that's dumber than us. This is true. This is true. Uh, what do you guys think about the running back situation in in Denver? Are you guys liking Melvin Gordon this week? Yeah, they're probably going to try and control time of possession against New England, so expect him to run the ball quite a bit. Yeah, I think Melvin Gordon. He's getting the opportunity. He's the number one guy over there. And whether it be a blowout or a close game, he's going to get passing touches. So I think he's definitely an RB2 starter. Well, Philip Lindsay went out, so kind of cut all that extra stuff that was going to Philip Lindsay out of the equation. And Melvin Gordon has done good with it. So don't change that. Don't fix that. That ain't broken, right? All right. Let's uh, the final, the Sunday night football game is the Vikings traveling to Seattle to play the Seahawks team. We just talked about a little bit. I mean, you're starting, you're starting everybody in Seattle. You're starting DK. You're starting to Minnesota's past defense has been atrocious this year and they're going to let Russ cook hopefully. Um, And then on the other side of the ball, Minnesota, we don't know what we're going to see out of them. It looked like they got their shit together the last couple weeks. Uh, Justin Jefferson went for over 100 yards again. Not very many receptions, but went over 100 yards, and I believe he did get another touchdown in this past week. So uh, looks like he's going to be a very, very valuable fantasy option going forward. Yeah, well, Justin that- Jefferson was the guest, what do you got to say, Travis? Travis is uh, just going to brag about how he told people to grab him. Um, <laughs> grab him last week? Yeah. What was his What was his percentage last week? 34%. All right. Yeah. 34% owned last week. He got four, about 14 points this week. Go ahead, Cheese. Well, I think I just have to start writing down my predictions because I feel like I've got some stuff for it, but I'm not bringing it up every time we talk about him. Yeah, this fucking guy. That's why if you can't if you can't talk about how good your all the good stuff you're telling people, what's the right. point of doing this? Just, Justin Jefferson gets four receptions at 175 yards, and we told you guys to go pick him up, and we got it right. Like, yeah. I mean, what'd you expect? Justin I mean, Jefferson very talented. Don't want to talk about me liking Daniel Jones this year, but anyways, Justin Jefferson was the guy that I was. <laughs> hey, hey, I was with you, Cheese, <laughs> so I'm fucking wrong on that one too, pal. <laughs> hey, I didn't ride the Daniel Jones hype train. I didn't ride it. Yeah, you wrote Joe Mixon you know, all the way to the bench. Everyone got hurt, so you know they don't they don't have the the core guys around him like he should have. That's why he's not doing good. <laughs> nice, but uh, Justin Jefferson. I mean, yeah, he seems like he's the real deal as well. And got to show some love to my boy Dalvin Cook. I mean, he he just continues to even though that Vikings team might not be very good, he is just stacking up points. Yeah. I mean, when you, only, um, when you have 138 rushing yards or whatever, and it's down from 180 the week before, I mean, you're doing pretty good. Of down, course. He had a down week this past week. It was ridiculous, but he still rushed for 130 yards. Of course. I'm really interested to talk to you guys about this game. I think this is going to be this is going to be one of the most interesting games, and luckily it's our Monday Night Football game. It's the Saints hosting the Chargers. I know a lot of people kind of talking bad about the Chargers, but, like, I think they've been in every single fucking game they played. I love Justin Herbert. I love what they're doing. I want to hear what you guys have to say. Yeah, The Chargers, they're just, like, it's confusing because we thought they were going to come out and blow out the uh, the Carolina Panthers, and they just kind of they shit the bed. But then, you know, they come out last week. They, they play really good. So now going up against the Saints, who knows? You know, Michael Thomas 
Tyler, is he playing this week? I was just going to say, I'm, I have a very good feeling Michael Thomas plays this week. He was close. He was, he was coming back in limited uh, participation and practice all of last week. He was close to playing this, this past uh, Sunday. So I think this is the week we finally get Michael Thomas back. Is it the kind of good feeling that goes from your butthole to your ball sack, or does it come from your belly button down to the tip of your penis? This was the feeling. This was the same feeling I got when I went in for that surgery where they had to fuse my, my butt skin to my ball sack to make my really smooth balls. Same feeling here. This was the feeling I had when I right before kickoff in my head when I said, what if Joe Mixon goes off? <laughs> But it was a little late because the kickoff had just started, and I was just like, well, I hope it doesn't happen. You had me at really smooth balls. Yeah, thank you. Um, so, yeah, hopefully Michael Thomas plays. If he does not, though, Traquan Smith, no, here Travis's we go. favorite guy. Here we go. Every fucking week. Looked like a very good – he looked like Drew Brees' favorite target out What's there. The stat line? What's the stat line on him? Hold on. Hold on. I didn't pull it up, but I know it was very good. You can't keep bringing him up every week and then not not have the stats with you. Maybe I shouldn't have put Smith. Maybe I should put Traquan. That would be smart. How do you smell Traquan? Trey. Not very hard. Isn't like T-R-A? I'm testing. I'm tossing. I'm testing him, cheese. Not you. Fuck. What did that mean? I got it right? I can't find him. Where'd he go? T-R-E. That's how, I, that's how I did it at first, but it didn't come up. God damn it. I don't want to do all this. I'll do it real quick. You fuck. There he is right there. Okay. Four for 54 and two touchdowns. 54 yards? Two touchdowns. Mm. Mike Evans went two for two for two touchdowns, and you were like, oh, let's fucking go. I mean, come on. I don't know if those were my exact words, but close yeah, to them. It was very close. Yeah, uh, but so I don't like Traquan Smith. He's not Mike Evans, so. Yeah, Traquan Smith, if, this is only if Michael Thomas is out, of course, which I'm pretty sure he will not be out. So if he is, if if we are right and Michael Thomas is playing, then do not go out and grab Traquan Smith. If he's available. Uh, I'm not looking him up again because I didn't look at what he's what he's projected in roster or what his percentage owned is. Yeah, I got it. Don't worry, don't worry, sweet bird. I'll fill uh, you. Alvin Alvin Kamara is gonna Alvin Kamara. He's gonna get. Wait a minute. Are you telling me I need to start Alvin Kamara? I'm telling you that you should sit Alvin Kamara. Uh, you should be all right. He's only rostering about thirty percent of league. So Traycon Smith. Probably would be available in most of your there leagues. You go. Uh, yes, you are starting Alvin Kamara, of course. Um, Drew Brees. Are we, I mean, I think we're all hopping off that. I don't know if there's a bandwagon, but I don't know if you're playing him at all. So this relies on if Michael Thomas is back. If Michael Thomas is back, I'm in on Drew Brees. Drew Brees will have will finally have his safety blanket back, and and he'll start put he'll start producing like he has in years past. All right. Um, no like comment I, on that. Like track? I already said, like I already said, Justin Herbert's the guy. He's gonna fucking. He's gonna go off again. It's gonna be a great game for Justin Herbert. All right. Uh, do you guys have any more comments on this game? No. Not really. Not. I mean, we're, we got We just gotta see how that backfield plays out without Austin Eckler. 
Yeah, for sure. That's that going to be the interesting, be an interesting thing. one. Yeah. Well, that's all we got then for this week. Uh, uh, that felt a lot better. It was a lot smoother, huh? Like Tyler's balls. Oh, yeah, daddy. How are your balls doing, Tyler? Are they nice and not smooth? Oh, you guys want to see? No, I'm just kidding. I can't, I can't show my venom balls off. Can't do that to the people. Can't do that. Well, to you people. Are they smooth and slippery? Kind of like those those like tube toys that we, that you used to have as like a kid that, you, you know, like, Travis, you know, like those tube, you know, things, whatever the hell they're called. Oh, dude, they have like the fake fish, fishes inside of them. Yeah. And you like you grab them and just like kind of like, you know, just falls yeah. through your hand. Yeah. I don't know why they created fleshlights. Those were the original ones. <laughs> what, what is up? Why did Tyler leave the screen? What's wrong? Okay, I think that'll do it for us for today. Thank you all very much for tuning in to Points and Doinks for <laughs> Why are you at why are you ending the podcast now? Okay, fine. Travis, end the goddamn podcast. <laughs> this one time. <laughs> Let me tell you what, Great America is some of the best times of my life. <laughs> all right, like like cheese said for points and doinks. Travis. Tyler, cheese. Thanks, everybody. Have a good week. <laughs>